Okay, but can they be the Tom and Jerry dog nappers? Oh my God, we need them in more films. They can reach those kids. Like a long poles. There are good movies and there are great movies. But that's not what we watch here because this is shitty cinema. Excuse me, class. We are three film masochists who love to take on the worst movies we can find. Send it around our monthly theme to answer one simple question. Would you watch it again? I'm Jay and I'm joined by Dave. Hello. And Casey. My husband hits me, but let's gloss over it. Oh, Every week, <laughs> one of us has to pick a movie based on that month's theme. What's this month's theme, Dave? This month for the new year, we wanted something a little bit different. We wanted something special. We wanted something real. <laughs> real. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Too real for you, Dave. It's like a true story, bro. Exactly, which is why our theme is true story, bro. Movies <laughs> technically based on maybe real things. I don't know. We'll talk about it. Last week, Jay, you kicked us off with the absolutely true story, Killer Elite. Because, you know, the Feathermen, they're definitely real, right? Casey, this week it was your turn. What totally true story did you bring for us? Dude, so from 1996, starring Dame Michelle Pfeiffer. Actually, I'm going to strip her of that. From 1996, starring <laughs> Michelle Pfeiffer. <laughs> Dangerous Minds. Okay. So she must be just devastated to have lost. And she is. Michelle Life's Worth Living. You'll make it through the night. But um so I've only seen like five to ten minutes of this film, but I've listened to hundreds of hours of repeat of the soundtrack because I had it on cassette growing up. And it fucking bangs. Uh unlike the movie I found out. Oh, spoilers. Uh, but I yeah, I don't want to get ahead of myself, but it was something I'd prefer detention. Yeah, Casey, if you're not going to get ahead of yourself, we're going to need an elevator pitch where you sell us on this movie in 10 seconds or less. Here's your setup. Remember when you thought just you'd get an easy janitor job at the school, maybe get a little high before you go in, clean, put on some headphones, everyone will ignore you. Well, unfortunately, they're in desperate need for teachers and they just signed you up to be a teacher instead. So no. in the 10 seconds before you walk into a classroom full of angry students that want to just embarrass you, sell us on this movie. Michelle Pfeiffer tricks kids into learning by raffling off Coney Island tickets for midterms and a date with her for finals, then tries to leave kids with abandonment issues. Eight, Eight seconds, seconds, and I don't, I don't feel good. I don't, I don't either. I don't disagree with any point in particular. You can't? Let's... Go over the movie that Shitty Cinema watched. Dave, how do you feel about exposition, but as a job interview? I I mean, at least it's it's fast. Like they get it's it. It's not out a of the voiceover. Way. Yeah. <laughs> okay. It's not a voiceover. We're seeing what people look like. I, it, we have to find some way to tell me that Luann is a tough ex-marine that's fallen on tough times in her personal relationships and now wants to become a teacher. It, we got it over in the first four minutes. It's fine. The school's administration attitude is bonkers. The woman that hires Luann pretends like she's teaching advanced placement studies instead of students that act out. Hey, 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 you know how we hired you to move boxes? Those are steel shipping containers. They're boxes, technically. So, move them. Students who act out. Who's burying the lead now? <laughs> are you applying for the administrator job? 
<laughs> I can get you certified in a day. I signed an NDA about the process. I can't talk about it. <laughs> yeah, honestly, none of the administration in this came across as false to me in any way, shape, or form. No, no, it doesn't. Fair. Those were all Fair. very real people. Absolutely. Absolutely. On to a series of events you've seen a dozen times. Classrooms unruly. Luang questions, how do I reach these damn kids? And then she shows up <laughs> the next day in a leather jacket and teaches them karate. You know. Okay, wait, wait. Scene. I know. I know I'm a few weeks early, but wouldn't that have been great if it was Van Damme? Right? He shows up. He's got to reach those damn kids. He teaches them karate. That's a very Van Damme just film. thinking of the substitute five with Jean-Claude Van Damme. <laughs> yeah. Luann's so concerned about the working class black and Latino use that she decides to connect with them through Bob Dylan. She pays to take them all to the amusement park to Coney Island. And then she also takes students out for dinner, but not like, not like the friendlies. She takes them to this bougie high-end French joint. Yeah, she also tosses candy bars around the classroom like she's trying to train her cat. Okay, but they're full-size candy bars. So, I mean, like, they are. money talks. They are. That was, that was the most 1995 thing about this. Everything doesn't go well for Luann, though, since the students have actual real problems. They're sucked into gangs, crime, and poverty. When Luann tries to break up a fight between two of her students, Emilio and Raul, she instead makes things far worse for Raul. Uh, and the administration is also on Luann's ass. They see that the students are responding to her unorthodox methods and threaten her to return to the curriculum they developed. Yeah, how dare you go off book and get results? I know, I know. Which is, as again, as you said, Uncomfortably, yeah. Right. <laughs> the one credit I will give the administration, though, they're, they're not wrong about her teaching her students karate. That, that one is pretty far off curriculum. <laughs> They also chastise her for taking students to the amusement park without any sort of parent or school authorization. Okay, but like none of the reasonable. parents had any contact information when she went to the school. So I mean, like yeah, most of them, yeah. Yeah, but but it's also pretty reasonable to expect some kind of authorization if you're going to take kids off of property. But Luann begins heading to her students' homes and places of employment, trying to make a difference in their lives. Her most troublesome student is Emilio, the one that tried to be up Raul as the students all look up to him. She learns that he's got beef with a guy who's out to shoot Emilio and begs Emilio to get help. Emilio tries to get help from the school, is turned down, and later that day is found dead. Luann takes it personally and decides to abandon everyone because you can only help others if you feel really, really good about yourself. Now, she doesn't abandon everyone, Jay. She wants to abandon them, but the students beg her to stay, and she immediately reverses course and stays because there's only three minutes left in the film, and we, we do not have time to really <laughs> do anything else with that. No, no, no. The kids reached her. And they learned the most important lesson, which was emotional manipulation. They really did graduate. Uh, they really did graduate. Now the student has become the master. What do we got left in the budget? Uh, a shot of our two principals walking away with a voiceover. Got it. Check. Who is the dangerous mind in it? In this, is it the students or it's is Michelle it Michelle Pfeiffer's? Oh, it's oh. Michelle Pfeiffer. Let's just open right up with it. Yeah, she is thirsting after Emilio's attention. She's a total pick me teacher for Emilio. <laughs> it's so fucking inappropriate. She literally like. 
all like she tries touching him all the time and grabbing his arm. Like this felt like a fucking anime, but not like a good anime, more like a reverse harem anime. And I okay. did not like it <laughs> one bit. I understand she is Michelle Pfeiffer, a.k.a. human catnip, but calm it down. Catwoman. Or pick someone less attractive. I want to actually expand on that a little bit because at first I wanted to I wanted to disagree, not with the characterization, just with the targeting on it because I felt like she was totally going for Raul in that way. Because I, a, a brief synopsis, there's a scene where she is supposed to be taking three of her students out to a fancy dinner. Yes, and yes. two of them don't show up to the dinner, so it's just her and one male student mm-hmm. at a like fancy romantic French restaurant. Uh-huh. Any, I don't care if it is 1995. To any professional, this could not be screaming danger zone any louder. After um, Emilio gets killed, once the police start investigating and asking, like, okay, his whereabouts. Yeah, I just spent the night at Michelle Pfeiffer's house last <laughs> night. My yeah, teacher, right. like, correct. she's quitting because she's about to catch a charge. I like, a child... Right. Endangerment. I kind of want to call my mom and be like, hey, when did mandatory reporting come in? Right. Oh, I mean, yes. Yes. Absolutely. Um, Absolutely. I want to report her right now. So to your point about the like, the, the like harem anime, I, I'm now thinking this is like some type of terrible teacher dating sim that whoever's playing it is making the worst possible choices. <laughs> it's me. Like, like they went for Raul, but then they fucked up the Coke conversation and lost too much romance credit there. Yeah, I, I. Uh, then they went for Emilio and fucked up that option, and he got fucking shot, man. He got killed. Okay, I wait. decided I was just going to stop spending money on the game, and the pregnant girl came back. And I'm like, maybe I'll raise this baby with her. Like I lost mine. Maybe we can raise this kid together. Maybe we can reach this kid. Let me go back to the diner scene where. Uh, Luann is out with a, what looks to be on a date with Raul, right? Did did you find Absolutely. that to be uh true story, bro? Is that true story, bro? Does that feel reasonable to you? Yeah, that feels like that happened. I not in the framing of this movie. No. What do you think? What do you think the real story is behind that? I okay, not to not to like skip ahead. I think everything in this has happened, but not to any one person. It's just like the world is terrible and teachers see horrible shit. Let me uh, let me uh but, let me so, contextualize this for yeah. you. Oh, go ahead, that go one ahead. came that one like the true story on that one. That's a teacher who who, who that's a predator, man. That's that's one eight hundred Chris Hansen. The woman that wrote the book, Luann, the real the real person. The book is called My Posse. Don't do homework. And in that book, that that doesn't play okay, out. Let's in the not same... just skip over that really quick. Yeah, yeah. My Posse the, don't do <laughs> homework. <laughs> Of the book is my posse don't do homework. Correct. Yes. That is just the most. Is yeah, she the one Michelle Fifi got the terrible uh, Southern accent from? Um, she is the the person that Michelle Pfeiffer is playing in the film. I'm not sure if she's actually Southern. Uh, the real Luann. I mean, Luann is a fitting Southern name. She was really a Marine. She was a teacher. She wrote this book about her teaching experience, and then they adapted it into the movie. In the book, I just, Casey, I need you to look at me. In the book, it doesn't go down in the same way. It isn't three students that win and go out on a date. In the book, she takes one student out on a date 
no. with candles, like no. a romantic style candlelit dinner. Oh, so they were dialing back here. Um, yeah, 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 yeah. This is the movie going. We're just gonna back off that a little bit. See, but uh, see, see, a smarter <laughs> man may have thought they would just cut the predator scene entirely. <laughs> right. Where Rather was our like, editor? We're gonna, we're gonna back her into the predator scene. <laughs> uh, also, no, she's not southern. She's from Pennsylvania. Because. Also, also, I know that you're Michelle Pfeiffer, but you were going to dinner with students. What is that dress? Right. I know. I realize that you're Michelle Pfeiffer in any dress is probably going to evoke that reaction in 95. (laughs) But come on. Oh, that scene's wild. That scene is absolutely. I mean, for one, uh, the it has a cameo with the actor that played Baron Munchausen, who is a really accredited Shakespearean actor. What's his name? John Neville. He's also not a good server because, like, Raul had every right to yell at him for interrupting a conversation. As a server, read the fucking room, dude. Like, if you see people in tents, no, 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 no. Yeah, John Neville. Let me walk that back a bit. There are times when it's rush time. I'm like, I don't give a fuck about your guys' divorce. (laughs) If you want food in the next hour, you have to order now. Or fight publicly so we can all enjoy it. Okay, but this is in a restaurant that is apparently low enough traffic that the waiter can just stand off to the side waiting for you to make eye contact. Did you see him in his little waiter cubby? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Is that a thing? I don't know. I don't don't eat at these types of restaurants, obviously. I know that that you married me for all of my money case, as we have previously established. That's what everybody says. Yeah, but um, I don't have that kind of money. I'd love to know how Michelle Pfeiffer is doing it on a teacher salary of 24K. Right. I'm assuming that she got a decent decent check from her divorce. That was my thought because I also thought, Mike, how is she going to take all these kids to Coney Island? How is she affording full-size candy bars? How is she affording all this Xerox paper to fucking print out Dylan lyrics and shit? And then trying to buy and seduce a student and then buying him a leather jacket for $200. Yeah, I really, that was what pissed me it off. It is a Korean dating sim. It is. It's definitely a dating sim that with just someone making the worst options. But I really hated that scene just because it, as a teacher, she's going through and like trying to connect with each student. And the best they can come up with for Raul is that he doesn't have a coat fancy enough to go to dinner with Michelle. So he bought one off a, so he bought a stolen one and she has to loan him the money to cover it. Yeah. And that's supposed to be the emotional connection that we're like, Oh, he's going to graduate for her. Do you think that Michelle Pfeiffer was a good choice for that role? (sighs) I don't think there was a good choice for that plot. Yeah. I think that's the (laughs) real answer. Yeah. Because, yeah. I, I think she was a decent enough uh, choice to make this and have it not turn into the substitute. Yeah. Yeah. See, I kept wanting it to go to the substitute and it didn't. Very much and I was so, really yeah. like but upset. But that's more that my thing. I thought she was going to break up a fight. You know who else I think could have done this terrible movie in a worse way, but an enjoyable way? The mom from Seventh Heaven. 
<laughs> I just feel like she could reach those kids. She's got seven. I think she ends up with nine by the end of the series. So, I, okay, Michelle Pfeiffer got a generous divorce agreement, maybe some alimony, and maybe in 1995, amusement parks hadn't quite fallen off the deep end of consumer price gouging yet. Okay, also, also, just, like, let's take this from... Let's be really generous with this movie for a moment, shall yeah. we? Can we can we be a, a Mr. Beast about it? Sure. Let's assume no. Michelle Pfeiffer got a really good <laughs> a really good settlement. Um and her husband was a dick. They allude to not only did like he hurt her and she was like, mm, I gotta get out of here, fuck this baby. And by kind of his best friend I mean, doesn't even truly. speak to him. And, like, is like, that guy's a fucking dick. Glad you're out of there. So, what more joyous thing can a scorned woman do than to spend that man's money? Because the answer is nothing. The answer is nothing. So, she's probably like, fuck it. I don't have a kid. I'm, these are my kids. These are for all the Christmases I never bought for. This is, you know- okay. I, you know what? <laughs> I would have appreciated it if the movie had told us that. Other than yeah. that. We can't chew it right. up and spit it out in your mouth, Dave. I can't reach you because you don't want to be reached. Oh, okay. Oh, you but made a choice, Dave. You, you made, made a, a choice. choice to not be reached. Not like That Casey comes up you. a lot in the movie. Everything's a choice. I did the, the scene when uh, Michelle Pfeiffer was talking to her her teacher friend in the school and he's like, Ah, we're out of Xerox paper, we're out of pencils, we're out of blah, 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 we're out of blah, blah, blah. And they were trying to use this to show how terrible the school was, but also that's just every school. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I remember educators complaining about fucking budget issues in elementary school. And in all of the schools I went to, it was always like, we can't afford X, Y, and Z things that seem, you know, necessary to operate the school. Oh, yeah. I went to school in a place that was built in the 1800s and is now <laughs> condemned. That, that was third through sixth grade. Same, but not the same one. <laughs> yeah, like, that. it's... You remember how when you used to smoke Marlboro cigarettes, you could get Marlboro Miles? Right, where's like the Crayola fucking miles. deal on this, man? <laughs> right. But also, teachers should get double Marlboro Miles, especially the guy teacher in this movie, because he fucking smoked like a chimney. Maybe yeah! you could afford more yeah! supplies if you weren't just smoking a cigarette in the middle of your fucking classroom. True, dude is just chiefing all day long. Yeah, okay, so yeah, like teacher, exposition teacher friend probably could have afforded more for his classroom if he wasn't uh, constantly chiefing on cigarettes, but... I gotta, I gotta point out something about him. Even though he was a smoker and it totally explained it, he had a suspicious movie cough, and then he didn't come down with wasting disease and die. Oh, thank you. Just, he ca- I thought they were setting up something like he's got cancer. A hundred percent, but then he didn't, and he walked Michelle Pfeiffer off at the end of the movie with a voiceover, and it was nothing. Sometimes it's just a cough. Sometimes a cough is just a cough. What does it mean, though, when the best compliment that you can really give to the film is that they hit some nuanced details, like making their characters feel somewhat realistic, and though, like, the big plot moments are, well... I I have very few compliments for this movie, and it's mostly like, hey, I like that you got it the fuck over with at the end of the movie very quickly. (laughs) 
Ah, really? Okay. I'm glad you brought up the end of the movie because I found it to be terribly unsatisfying. I thought the end, like, didn't really resolve shit. It felt like it missed its own points and that it didn't really have anything to say to me. Which yeah. is surprising because it was trying to do a real hard white savior. And I feel like it doesn't really back away at the end. It's just like, it's kind of savory. Yeah, but like also it was one teacher who was with them for not even one full semester. Do you want to full on like, Raul became a U.S. senator. Abelio's still dead. <laughs> okay. But also, like, getting an A in one class, if you're failing in the rest of your classes, isn't gonna pass you. Oh, yeah, these like, kids are already... Be like, you got one. Also, it, made, it sounded like not all of them were in the same grade because, like, Raul said, it, it sounded like it was gonna be a couple of years before he They're all graduated. supposed to be sophomores. That's a sophomore class. But... Oh! <laughs> <laughs> yeah! yeah. What? But I'm so glad, Case, that you, um, are you okay? Did I try and wreck you? Yes, these you, are high school sophomores. What Correct. do we look like as sophomores? Not I'm, that. Not that. Absolutely not. No. Remember when I said that I had read a little bit of the book? In it, Luann Johnson talks about how they got A's in her class, but not in other classes. Which I'm like, doesn't sound like. You know, like you may, I mean, yay for your class, but um, but like that's not really, it's not gonna help them in the big picture. There, that's just gonna, they're still just gonna fail. Which was the other big thing that I, I was really upset that this movie glossed over the way that she gets sort of steamrolled into teaching a beyond remedial students class. <laughs> like this isn't just the kids who need extra help. This is the explicitly like. Half of them are in juvie on any given day class of the fucking school. Well, yes and no. Yes and no. So if you pay close attention to the intro of the film, these students are bussed in from Palo Alto, which is a rough, really rough neighborhood. In the 90s, it was, um, I think it, in like 95, it was the per capita murder of the U.S. Um, but uh, they're bussed in from Palo Alto to this, this more affluent school. Oh, it was one of those programs. Yes, yeah. because they are the the smart hood kids. Um, so take that however you want, and that's that's yeah, yeah. That's the setup. Either way, the administrator completely glosses over this in the hiring program when she hires an unaccredited teacher to do this job. Yeah, 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 yeah. They're gonna fast track her certification, <laughs> yeah. though, Dave. They're gonna and get the an emergency cert. And the alleged friend makes the most token-ass attempt to tell her as Michelle Pfeiffer is just excited she got a job before just shrugging his shoulders and going, eh, she'll figure it out in the morning when one of them hucks something at her head. <laughs> and then he's a dick about it when she like he's like, hey, knock on my door. I'm next door if you need anything. She knocks on the door and he's like, oh, what do you want? You want to teach or do you want to quit, you fucking quitter, pussy-ass bitch? Very... Very surprising, sir. Very surprising. Okay, but he's known her forever, and, like, she's not a softballer. She's a fucking Marine, Jay. <laughs> Give it to her straight. She doesn't need yeah. a chaser. 
She knows fucking karate. Yeah, in the in the hallway scene, I appreciated him at least narratively and that he was basically saying, hey, you want to get on with the movie or you want to stand out here and bitch? And yeah, I'd like us to get on with the movie. Thank you, sir. <laughs> yeah. But as an alleged friend of her, dude, can you give me some goddamn warning about what I'm walking into here? Right, right. You owe me every beer I drink from here on out. Especially when it's like, what happened to the previous teacher? Oh, well, she quit before she had a nervous breakdown. It right. was a substitute that had the nervous breakdown. The first okay, substitute cool. had a nervous breakdown. Right. Well, they bait and switched Michelle Pfeiffer because it, isn't it supposed to be like a foo-foo school? And then she gets there and she's like, ah, oh, yeah, oh, what? These students are out of control. Honestly, I wish that each of the main character students had a Maury Povich introduction. Oh, like, yeah. My name's yeah, Emilio. Yeah. I go to class, but I choose not to participate. Uh, and if you owe me money, I'll beat the fucking shit out of you with a locker. <laughs> well, okay. So where are we slotting that in? Are we doing it like on the bus in the morning, like right at the start? Or are we introducing Michelle Pfeiffer, waiting till she gets into the classroom and then yes. we just smash cut yes. around? Right. Yeah, 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 yeah. As they're like acting, it freeze frames, cuts over to their Mori entrance. It is 95, so we. I was going to say we could go like full 80s with it and just do like a, a straight up roll call of the classroom. <laughs> I'm Raul. Right. <laughs> I don't listen to your rules. Man, I'm just too cool. No, I'm not done. <laughs> when she walks into the classroom, though, there's a bunch of students rapping, and I, for a moment, thought that's what they were going to do, was introduce themselves via yes. it. Oh. Uh, the rapping's good, though. Again, I read I read a little bit of the book. One of the things that frustrated me about this- I hate that you're actualing this. Go on. I, I know, right? I know. One, one of the things that frustrated me about this is that the they, they're like, clearly, there are people here that are into music. And so she starts teaching them poetry and she goes to fucking Bob Dylan, as we said previously. Like, what the fuck? Why not hip hop? In the book, yeah. the real Luann Johnson actually did use hip hop. Oh, God damn it. I know, right? Then what the fuck, Because that's what I was shouting at my TV during the movie. was like, Correct. You, had, you had the perfect introduction here as you walked into the room to have your right. little Eureka moment. Right. Right. And- like, Emilio doesn't die in the book either, so uh, spoilers. Wow, but what did he do to her? Or that was Rick. totally just <laughs> added into it. Um, he went on to become a Marine. He did, he did. So, but uh, I loved the hip-hop opening. I was actually excited about that. I appreciated it, and I yeah. was hoping that they were going to lean into that as part of this, and I was like, oh, this might actually be a little bit fun because we have some people with some talent in this room. And then... Yeah, but then, no. There was some goddamn executive producer somewhere who was like, no, I know one poem, and it's the Do Not Go Gentle. Yeah, yeah. And I'm old as shit, so I love Bob Dylan. Her fucking motivation to do Bob Dylan is talking to her teacher friend who's old. Who's fucking old. I'm sorry. As an old person, old to teenagers, I'm old. Nobody cares that I fucking love the Velvet Underground. But in defense, his class listens to him because kids love Bob Dylan. And that's all he talks about in his class, too. Yeah. Because, like, when he's grading papers, I'm sure on one of those papers, the reason he's like, oh, fucking idiot. Someone's like, I don't even like Bob Dylan. This is a math class. Dangerous minds, friends. 
one important question we're asking this month. This is a true story, bro. So do you buy it? I, yeah, but no. Yeah, same. Right. Like, I, I believe that all of these things individually happen to different people at different times. I don't think that this lady, Luann, swooped in, did one semester at a, a academy program in a high school. It was this consequential. Yes-ish. It's really hard to say with Michelle Pfeiffer. It, I don't think that was a good choice. It was definitely an interesting choice. I think I mostly buy... I'm, I'm maybe a little bit more bullish than Dave. I mostly buy that um, this was a true story. I agree with you, Casey, though, that it's it's probably several years worth condensed into what would fit into a 90 like a dark tower situation yeah yeah, yeah. and we know that they added in the the death of emilio so um setting that aside yeah i i mostly buy this i i feel like this might actually be the most truest of true stories we've watched this month bro yeah i do buy the like sparta baby kick that they're using to introduce all new teachers in this universe that that totally (laughs) checked out yeah, I've I've had that job training. I'm just like, oh. Just say, like, how many people how do you know personally that went into programs to be teachers and did, like, one semester of student teaching and then were just like, actually, I'm going to go to business school or something. Yeah, yeah, a lot of people. Yeah, let's put a star on my issues with the true story of this. All of the administration shit is 100% accurate. That was not a stretch at any point. Nope. The knocking on the door fetish. First and yeah. foremost, the you're getting results. I don't care. That's not what we want. Not caring about the results, exclusively caring about your adherence to state standards. Arbitrary respect boner of the requiring you to knock on their door before they will engage with you at all. Yep. That's every administrator I've ever encountered. I fucking hate administrators. <laughs> um. Also... Michelle uh, Michelle Pfeiffer's performance of crying over Emilio and breaking it to the kids, that did get me. Yeah, yeah, that Michelle. was that was a pretty solid breakdown from her. Not so much from the students. Uh, Emilio's girlfriend, th- Michelle saved that scene. Yeah. And her comment to the assistant principal that, uh, "What should I tell them? That if you don't want to die, they sh- you should remember to knock." That was that was a good dig in that moment, and I loved it. Yeah, but also. He was going to, uh, the, the plan was for Emilio to report this student for drugs and he would then be put into a rehab program and be able to dry out before he came back. But that student shot Emilio like before lunch that day. So I don't know how quickly that program right. is supposed to be in motion. Right. 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 They're not the Tom and Jerry dog nappers. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. I don't think that's how that works. It was a really sketchy plan from the outset. I'll give you that. I'm not disagreeing with you, Michelle Pfeiffer. I'm just saying we should be real about how this was going to go down today either way. Timelines. Before this scene ends, because Emilio started talking for the first time in class, because that's how every scene ended. I need to know 1995's Dangerous Minds. Dave, would you watch it again? Man, uh, this month is just an absolute trap for me because I am one of those types that I would rather watch a biography than a biopic to begin with. And then if you're going to move further along that scale, you have to go all the way to like sword and sorcery before I'm back in again. (laughs) 
and Dangerous Minds definitely went, this is not a biopic. We are somewhere past that point in fictional. But we're not far enough in. Nobody, the, the kung fu was like one scene and then it never came back again. Though it should have. So while I don't, yeah. So while I don't have any particular issue with it, and to be honest, I'm glad I watched it again to just to kind of refresh the cultural memory of it, since it does get referenced so goddamn much. I know I have no interest in watching Dangerous Minds again. <laughs> I, I I'm I'm out. Thanks. It was decent enough, Michelle Fifi, but no, thank you. Jay, Michelle what about you? Bye bye. From 1995, Dangerous Minds. Would you watch it again? Man, I had not watched Dangerous Minds as a movie, and it was What weird. did you watch it as then? I hadn't watched it at all. <laughs> I, I only knew projection. about it, right? I was, I was aware of it culturally, and the soundtrack slaps. So I got into that. But I, had, I hadn't watched it. And I guess it was weird. I, I knew it was a White Savior movie. I didn't expect it to go the way that it did. I guess I thought she was like going to go to the hood and be in like rough neighborhoods and there would be more life threatening stuff instead of it just being about Emilio more or less about the, the life threatening. So it was quick question. Was, yeah. Would you prefer they did more of a Julia Stiles save the last dance situation with Michelle Pfeiffer? Maybe they teach her how to rap or something. No. I mean, they taught okay. her how to dance. We were kind of no. going there. Yeah, yeah, I guess there was that. I you know I don't drink. You know I, I just, don't smoke. I used to deal lots and lots of coke. <laughs> <laughs> it was a really strange ride, but at no point is there anything like really the right kind of fun bonkers or the right kind of suck me in to like laugh at this over and over again or there isn't really cheesy, terrible acting or campiness that I found lovable. There was just a bad movie that I didn't have the most fun with. And I don't think I'm going to ever watch it again. I hope not. So no, no, I'm not going to watch it in. But Casey, what about you? You brought this 1995's Dangerous Minds. Would you watch it again? So I had seen parts of this movie, like maybe I'm going to say 15 minutes total broken up. And it had some touching moments. Let me start. Let me say something nice. It had some really touching moments, like when Michelle Pfeiffer goes to Raul's house and compliments him to his parents because yeah. par his parents are expecting the worst. She's like, no, he's honestly don't tell anybody. He's one of my favorite students, you know, blah, blah, blah. And really like pumps him up. And Raul does a good job of like emo, like being touched and everything. Um, also, and the she parents. does. Yeah, yeah. The parent was like, oh, my God. You're like those Law & Order actors. I'm like, what are you doing now? Because, like, <laughs> I want to see more. You're out acting the main cast. Like, what are you up to? Can I be a teacher? It didn't apply itself. Oh. Um, it, didn't, it didn't go far enough on any one thing to make it interesting or take any plot line far enough. Show us the kids fucking graduating, dude. That should be our payoff is getting like a and so and so graduated with medium honors and so and so had her with baby medium honors. and like strapped it on her back in a snowstorm and still came to class and graduated super good. 
Beavis went to college. Like, it didn't give us any of that payoff. It was just like, you guys help me unpack my car. I'm going to let this plant die here over the summer. <laughs> um, it, it did nothing for me other than really make me hunger for the substitute where he's got to beat the <laughs> shit out of half of the kids and then turn the other half into soldiers. So, no, I wouldn't watch oh! this again. I'm going to give it a D. Well, that's it. Zero out of three of us. That's a failing grade. Would not. watch. See me after class. Ugh, I don't want to. Would watch Dangerous Minds again. That's a rough start to this month. Dave, maybe you can bring something truer, something more appealing. I mean, the truth isn't always pretty, guys. But Dave, <laughs> what are you going to bring for us next week? Yeah, well, as I'm I sure said. It's going to be a true story, bro. As I said, if we're going to the topic of, of tr if we're going with the theme of true stories, I tend to prefer something a bit more drier, something a bit more data dense, something that's just the facts, ma'am. Uh, which is why I am bringing the entirely true story of Keanu Reeves getting swords from snake people in the woods. 47 oh! Ronin. Is that really based on a true story? It's very sort of kind of. Oh, I'm so stoked for this. Well, we'll just have to wait to get our ghee tied, which will be about one week. In the meantime, follow us on Instagram, Casey.Cinema. Like us on Facebook at sh.ttycinema. Buy us some Xerox paper on Patreon slash shittycinema or peepshittycinema.com. Check the show notes for those links. And in the meantime, let's turn out the lights. Knock, knock. I don't want to die. Huh?